0: I him, Take him, him on my backpack. Okay, here we go. Okay, so we are in the bottom of page Nanalev. It says like this <laughs> So the example that he's going to give here is the example of water that's coming from like a big river. Now, the water that you need. Right, is coming from that river however in order to use it you need to have some sort of a clea for it to go through you can't just get the water directly from the river it says now on the one hand you have this pipe that is causing the water to travel to your house or wherever it is it is traveling to but if you look at the Etzim water itself, the Etzim water itself has not changed. The Etzim water itself is still the water from the river that was there. But let's say that you wanted to fill up your cup, right, with a uh, with a, you know you had a little cup, do you want a glass of water or something like that, right? You can't you can't take like a raging river, you know. Take you need you need even if you even if you look at um, for example. Um, most people have like those little spigots outside of their house, right, so it's coming more directly from a pipe that is not so much of a filter and there's not such a small pipe, you know, an apparatus that slows down the water in such a way. If you take like a little plastic cup and you you turn on the spigot outside and you put the, the, the water will just, you know, push the cup out of your hands because it's so, it's coming in such force, right, because that's coming in a, you know, in a way without it being limited some manner however if you go and you put the water like we have in our um kids like in in our house uh they use the uh, you know these pools that you put outside like little kiddie pools <coughs> so in order to fill them up we have you know you put a you put a hose and you attach it to the sink so in the bathroom downstairs we took off like the little filter thing and you put on a just a uh a different apparatus or whatever it's called that you could then uh, sort of screw the sink uh, screw the plug uh, the hose into So when you turn on the water over there all of a sudden the water is Sprays spraying out in a huge, you know in a huge way nowadays, you know Like in other words when you have that little that little small piece of metal on there that normal So then it comes out in a much more uh, Soft way, so what's he, what's, what's what is he bringing out here? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it would just float away at right? However, with this apparatus, with this pipeline, this whole thing, you can take a little bit of water at a time. It's much more normal. And you can then put your little plastic cup underneath it and you can get yourself a glass of water or whatever it is. But on the other hand, there's nothing about that water that has changed. The kli is what's making the water operational in other words that scene that pipe that apparatus that metal that's there is enabling the the water to be something that i can use in my house in a very uh very comfortable way but if you look at the actual water itself the water itself is the same water nothing's happened i could track it if i were able to you know like let's say you put a little bit of dye in it you could track it all the way back to where it was in the in the river so he says like this, okay. So that's it, mashal number one. Mashal number two, you see a similar idea with regards to a teacher teaching a student, right? The sum or shall right, after it is limited, right, and it is hidden. The or or that he himself is concealing it. His seichel And then it's able to draw down a little bit of light of the Seychel the Rav. Nevertheless, it is an or of, a seichel of the Seychel the Chachmaso. In other words, what are we saying here? Let's say that Einstein is coming to teach, right? My, the famous example Einstein is coming to teach a ninth grader a little bit about physics. Now, if Einstein is going to teach it, right, the way Einstein knows it, so what's going to happen to the ninth grader is the ninth grader is going to have no idea what we're talking about. It's not going to be communication, right? So what's the first thing that has to happen? The first thing that has to happen is that there has to be, Einstein has to sort of forget about the way he understands physics. He has to go away from the way he understands physics. Then he has to reoperate. he has to change everything that he has in his mind in order to put it into very bite-sized calim, in order that what? In order that the students will be able to understand what it is that he's talking about. Otherwise, it's just impossible, right? How, how is it possible for, for a ninth grader that doesn't know anything about you know, physics to be able to understand what Einstein is talking about? So Einstein is so brilliant, however, that he will be able to take away the way he looks at the subject and place it in enough Kalim to the, enable even a ninth grader to be able to understand what it, is that, what it is that he wants to express to him. right? Now, on the one hand, you could say, is this really Einstein's physics? And of course, on the one hand, it's not. Right? It's not the way Einstein understands physics. But on the other hand, it is. Because really, in the words that Einstein is choosing to give over to the student... He has deep information involved there as well. The student may not understand it right now, but in essence the student really has that information at his fingertips. And the more he is going to uh, chew on whatever information that Einstein is giving over, the more it is that he is going to be able to think about, oh, maybe this is what he really meant. Oh, this is what he meant. And as he gets older and he becomes, you know, he goes into college and he studies physics, and then he goes on for a master's, and then he goes into a PhD program in physics. The more he's going to go there, the more it's going to be like, oh, I remember he said this, or he said that. And that makes a lot of sense, because now it may, you know because now I understand really what he was talking about. At the time, as a ninth grader, he didn't understand the deeper message. He understood it the way a ninth grader understands it, which is exactly what he's supposed to do. But really, in that message that was conveyed all those years ago, he now begins to see, oh wow, this is really what he meant. Oh, this is really money meant, this is, etc." You got it? Very good, right? So he says like the Mikoma who or Sikhla So Nevertheless, it is the or of his seichel right, and his chachma at the end of the day. It might be limited because he's the one that's limiting. The rabbi is the limiter, right? Like the Rabbi when, uh, when he would teach us right? Really, really he had a, a big picture of what he wanted to explain. But he chose certain items, like today is Purim cotton, right, he'll say, right? And, and he would discuss all tonight? about, no, tonight, and he would discuss all about, right, all about, right, a particular aspect of Purim cotton. but in in essence, really, what he was doing was he was teaching us a a, a way of life, right? And here it was being expressed as Purim cotton, and here it was being expressed as Pesach, and here it was being expressed as Shuvuas, and here it was being expressed as Tubaab, and etc., 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 each day was a little bit of a different flavor of this whole story. Like I was telling you the other day, I want to. I want to try to organize. I want to try to remember. them and try to call them today. See if everyone should get the, the, the subscription for this uh, you know, Living Torah on their phones. It's the, now they have like what I think it's something like fifty or whatever, sixty different different uh, titles. No, he's no, talking can't. about this. He's talking about that. Talking about that. It, each one is a tile in the mosaic. But the real truth is, they're all talking about the same thing, right? But here it's coming out like this, and here it's coming out like that, and here it's coming out like this. There used to be a. Um, all right, Paul Till tells a story. There used to be a, um, a great rav, and I can't remember his name right now. Uh, I'm trying to say, I'm wanting to say, his name was Rabbi Lieberman, uh, but he was he was a he was a he was a complete genius to the extent that he wrote you know, like the, the, the first book on the concept of, I think it was like the International Dateline, and, and or no, I don't remember exactly what it was, something in Halakha. And, and all the other books that came since then, like 40, you know, 50 years later, everything, everything's based on this one book. And this book was a sm- small book. He published like, you know, 50 copies or whatever it was, and he gave it out to people that are Shaykh bichlal, to, uh, to this book. And one of the books he gave to the rabbit. So he gave it in the evening. And he and came the next day, and, 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 and whatever, and, and, and the Rebbe already went through the whole thing. The Rebbe made a few haras, and, and, and he was, haras means a few different points that he wanted him to change, or to edit, or things like that. And, and this man was beyond himself. He was, came out, he was, he was freaking out. He's like, you don't know what you have. You don't know. You, like, you, just, you, you have no idea. What what the rabbi? It's like you, you you don't understand. It's like he says the point that the Rambam when he wrote his right Mishnah Torah. It's not that he went through you know and he looked at okay start with brachas right okay learn all the halachas. There are certain points that he understood. In other words, a real big Talmud Chacham. Will be able to look at a mishnah and the gemara behind and the gemara that follows it as one point. What's the point of this mishnah slash gemara? What's what's the nakuda? And if he's a, a little bit smarter and a little bit more developed, he'll be able to see from this mishnah to the next mishnah. There's also one in nakuda. And if he's really smart, he'll be able to see that this parak of gemara it's all really focused on one Nakuda. And if he's really, really smart, he'll be able to see that the whole Masechta is really bringing out one point. And if he's even smarter, he'll be able to see the whole Seder Nezikin is one point. And if he sees even more, he'll be able to see the whole Torah is really one Nakuda. Right? We are seeing everything as being like, you know, like, every time we hear a Sicha or read a Sicha, we think, it, oh, this is like some new Kiddush, a new idea. But for Etzim, it's one point. But we, because we are limited in the way we understand Torah and maybe our brains work, we're seeing each mosaic, right, tile, as being it in, in of itself is like this masterpiece. But we don't realize it's only a, it's a tile in the bigger picture of what's really happening, which is this entire mosaic. That's the Nekuda over here. So the job of the teacher, the job of the teacher... Is what? The job of the teacher is to be able to to paint that mosaic tile and that we should understand the mosaic tile. But then that what's supposed to happen is we should be able to see, oh wow, this tile fits in with the five tiles that are surrounding it. And that fits in with the you know with the fifty tiles that are surrounding it. And that fits in with the hundred tiles and that's why it. Till the point that he sees that this is not a individual tile that is looking beautiful, he sees an entire floor, and he sees the whole picture. That's the etsem point of this whole story, right? But in order to do that, at every level, the rabbi has to teach that one tile. Am I making myself clear? Mm -hmm. Yeah? So inside of that one tile is the etsem point of what's really going on. It's just that he doesn't see it. But as he's going to get more developed, he's going to see, oh, this tile and this tile next to it, oh, it makes a lot of sense. They're really connected. What? How is what you're saying connected? <laughs> hmm. It says like this, oh. Oh, Now, third point. <clears> he <throat> says like this, oh, Like the idea of the, the exchanging, right? The drawing down of the seichel through oiseos. <laughs> that in general we have to say Oseos in general the Oseos of a person right they're concealing over an idea you see where we are Yehuda? we're on page Nun base on the top do you have the old version or the new version? I have this one okay Nun base on the top Five, four lines from the top what? what, 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 what? Oseos to are or letters. Or letters right letters but in this context Let's see. Let's no, see. Do you think Huda should buy his own copy? If he wants to be in the class. He should get his own copy. <laughs> if he has problems, he could talk to me about uh, helping fund it, and uh, we'll discuss it. So he says that Oh, kamoham shachas. You have to be able to write in your write in your own book. Oh, kamoh, you have to use each. Everyone should use their book as a workbook, right? Oh, kamoham shachas hasechal idei haosias. Shah osias malbishim malim al orasecha. In general. When you have Oasis, you have you have like we were talking about yesterday. Outside, right? You, in order to convey pieces of information, um, first let's start with outside of me, right? I have to be able to put it into words, either written down, right? That I write down. I want to write an essay. I want to write a book. I want to write a poem. Uh, you could talk about it in terms of giving a speech. You have to have what words to say, but also inside yourself. Like, let's say that I want to think about a topic, right? When I'm thinking about a topic, I have to focus in on a particular way that I'm thinking about this topic. It's not just in general. My brain is not, you know, rapid fire, you know, all over the place. It has to be, right? It has to be more focused. And these osseous force you to be able to, to have to divide up the information into portions. Yeah? So you could say, well, that that's like a shame. Like, why do I have to break it up into osius? Right. In other words, I, by breaking it up into osius, I'm mamish. I'm limiting what I can express. Right. On the other hand, how else am I going to give over the information to someone else? Right. There's no other way. So even, we're not even talking about here, like before we were talking about it on, in a, a conceptual way, in terms of, right, the Rebbe teaching us Taira. So the Rebbe's Tyra is up, you know, a million miles away from where my Taira is holding, right? That's conceptually, that's, in other words, he has to limit what he has in order to teach us. But even on a basic level of m- me and you, or you and you, and whoever else, Chavrusa and other Chavrusa, who are basically, we're all holding on the same level, relatively speaking, right? If I want to explain some an idea that I have in my head, or you want to explain an idea that you have in your head to me, right? You must divide it up in such a manner that you're able to communicate it to me. If you can't communicate it, then there's nothing to talk about. Are you guys following what I'm saying? Yeah? I can't quite understand what you're trying to communicate, Rabbi. Uh, you, Gabriel, you drank uh, too much coffee this morning, I think. So he says like this, right? <laughs> so now that we brought out these three mashal, we brought... Mashal number one was what? But the Nahar. The Nahar, right? So in the Nahar, we're talking about mamash, a. it's not a qualitative dis- difference, it's a quantitative difference, right? It's, it's, it's like you have a huge amount of water, and then the same amount of water is going to, right? It, the same water, I should say, is going to be what goes in, through my pipelines in order to go through my sink, in order to my, get into my cup, in order for me to drink it, right? It's, it's not qualitatively changed at all. It's exactly the same water right? Then we go to, right, our, our example Tal of the rabbe, the Rab. Talmud Rav, which is, it requires a Tsimsum lagamre, and then sort of a reworking of the system, which is not only qualitative, I mean quantitative, but now we're talking qualitative difference, right? We're using, and then we talked about just completely on a, a right not so much again on a qualitative way but now a quantitative way but in a different manner in a way of osseus right when I'm just speaking my own from my mind to talk to to communicate with you something right of two people that are on the same level it doesn't have to make it simsum. in other words for me to tell you over something I don't need a Simpson in the way I understand that thing I'm not holding on the same level as you right all right I'm a few years ahead of you but, but basically we're the same level Right? When you're talking about uh, the Rebbe explaining to us, he had to make a Tsimsum in order to take away in a, how he understands the Torah in order to then give over right, a new piece, so to speak, of Torah in order that we should understand what it is that he's talking about. Because the, the light years difference between our way of understanding Torah and the Rebbe's way of understanding Torah is, 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 is mind-boggling. Are you guys following? So now let's go back to the Nimshel. So he says like this So similarly we will be able to understand the Shema Melokim. which are Oesius, which is known as Ira Lokenu. Right? Shahin Okay, so now we have Oisius we brought here and we brought pipes here. Sha'ayadam Shema that through this they're going to draw down the shame of Ayamamish, In order to bring into existence all the worlds, benivrayim, and all the creations. me ayin In order to bring them into existence from a state of nothingness to a state of somethingness. And, And to give them their life. You following? You with me? Yeah? This is the job of It's a It's a power supply company. Right, it needs to be able to give over, right? Just in the same way that we said before. On the one hand, we have to bring over quality. I mean, quantity. We have to bring over quality. We have to bring over a mixture of the two. We have to bring over everything, right? In other words, if you were to look at the three mashalim, you could think about this. This is something to think about, actually. Um, you know, before davening or something. Like, why does he bring these three mashalim? What's, what is he adding with these three mashalim? There's different ways you can look at it. Like I said, I think the first manner, in terms of the Nahar, is the fact that he's bringing just a complete quantitative discussion. It has nothing to do with quality. The second one is the opposite extreme. It's both quantity and quality, but an extreme way, right? The Ravana Talmud, and then you have something in between, in, in certain like like almost like. You know, you have like chesed, Gvura Tiferis, right? And you have the third one, which is somewhere in between the two, which is, on the one hand, it's, it's definitely not just quantity, right? Because the bottom line is, when you're trying to express an idea to someone else, it's not just the, the same uh, flow, just limited. But on the other hand, it's not a, a tzimtzum type of experience like you had by the by the in the Talmud. You following what I'm saying? So then you think through that and you try to see how does, how does Shem Elohim fit into these three mashallah. So you have on the one hand you have the concept of the Tzinor, that it's like a pipeline. Right? So it's just bringing over Shem Havaya on the one hand. On the other hand, you have to say, wait a minute. In order for the whole thing to even you know, work, you have to have a tsimsum and you have to have a reworking right the kav and, and right and, the, and, and and you know the the, the the narrow amount of ore that's coming through and then you have the individual in each place in each world in each uh, Nivra right with the mixture of the two as you're going down level after level after level that is not you know it's it's in a certain way it's similar to the arisha but not to the extreme of the arisha Right, So maybe, maybe you could think like that. That's a possibility. But Bihla, when you look at a muscle, and if he brings one muscle, a second muscle, a third muscle, something like that, you want to s- stop and think to yourself, why is he bringing more than one muscle? What, why does he have to bring more than one? Why isn't one enough? What am I adding by bringing the second muscle, bringing the third muscle, whatever it is? Are you guys following what I'm saying? Terrific. Okay, so he says, "Shal Yadam Nimshach Ha'ara Shem Ha'ara Shem Avaya Mamish Lahavo Sarilamos V'nivraim Bring into existence, which means from iron to not, to something, and then Lahachiosim to give them their life force. Behine Yidua Geish Kamalavushim V'Kama Ha'lamos V'Hesterim DeKedusha Right? Shevahem Mislabesh V'mis Alam Ha'Or." There are many different, <laughs> right? There are many different garments and many different concealments that are coming to conceal, to hide over the kedusha, and to mislabish the or. <speaking in Hebrew> that through the helem, right of the sheim Elohim atzmo Lohaya. haya. liyos bechines mitzias yeish mamish. So if we're saying like this. It's not enough to have just a basic uh, uh quantitative change like the tsinnur. Right? There has to be a qualitative change also in order to be able to bring out each individual aylam and each individual nivra. That's what's required. These are through the curtains and the uh, other things that are hiding in between each world and each place, right? Like we talked about, remember where I gave you the example of the page of uh, a book that if you were all of a sudden going to press a button on it and it would scramble all the letters. You'd have all the same letters that you had before, but now it would be totally incomprehensible, right? That's the idea of a parsa, right? From one side to the other side. So all of these concealments are wait, the shemelokim uh, are the shemelokim right that are coming to do a job right but who is the shemelokim when i when the when the rabbi is deciding to give over a Sicha, who is the one that's holding back the information it's not an outside source so in a certain way Maybe you could say that's also another addition to the whole concept of why he had to bring a second muscle and a third muscle. Because the first muscle, where it's lacking is that the pipe is separate from the water. It's two separate entities. Masha Enkain, the rav, and the information that he's giving over is what? He's the one that's deciding what to give and what not to give. He's the one that's deciding what to conceal and what not to conceal. So it's as much, so the information that's going out and the energy that's concealing it are equally him. Not one is more than the other. And in truth, what's the etzim idea, as he brings out in the third marshal? The etzim idea is the idea of communication. There's a goal to the concealment. The goal to concealing is revealing. Go and understand that, right? That's the whole point of the concealment. The whole point of the concealment is to reveal, and that's really uh, mimicked, in each of the three mashalim, in each of the three mashalim, the whole point of the of the body that is concealing is for the purpose of the revelation. Whether it's the metal pipe, or it's the tzimtzum of the total information that is in the, in the Rebbe's mind, or it's the individual words that are coming in order to uh, speak out certain things. Kapish? Ve'shurish kol aparsas v'amasachim heim meshem elokim twelve from shem but kamocha hashem elokim einu malim v'mastirin kanal kamokein kol aparsas v'amasachim einu malim v'mastirin be'emis al shem And just like by the rav, right, that is hiding over his own information in order to reveal. Just like that's not a true concealment, and you can go even a step further in saying, like we were talking about in yesterday's class, that the point of even those words is that they're not a true concealment. When you read that Mishnah, the more you're going to become a Talmud Chacham, the more you're going to understand that that word of the Mishnah is trying to tell me something much deeper. That yes, as a fifth grader, I only understand the Mishnah at pshat level. But as I'm going to be a 10th grader and a 15th grader and a a PhD student in, in Gemara, whatever, right? you're going to now understand that that letter that Rabbi Yehuda Anassi added to the word has a much deeper meaning than just what you thought it was initially when you were in fifth grade. That's the idea. Got to go.